Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Monday, July 12th. And this episode is brought to you by the Locked On NHL podcast. You need more hockey news, and Locked On NHL is here to fill the gap. It's our daily podcast on everything happening in the league. Subscribe to Locked On NHL today, wherever you get your podcasts. Now, fair warning, there will be some background noise on the podcast today as my three boys play Minecraft, Fortnite, and uh, just try to stay busy as I record and uh, Mummy is out working. Uh, this podcast is not recorded in a professional studio, just uh, to burst that bubble. Uh, I'm here at my desk in my home office in our living room. And uh, yeah, that's just going to happen, so be warned. Before we get to today's podcast, let me remind you that we are available on whatever podcast app you use so please do hit that subscribe button each new episode will be automatically added to your feed for you to download listen and enjoy if you could also rate and review that would be very much appreciated Uh, you can also follow along at lo boston bruins if you are on the twitter app on instagram we're locked on bruins and you can find me and my dad jokes hockey tweets at ian c mclaren Now today on the show, I thought we would look at various and sundry trade rumors that are floating around on the internet at the moment. There are quite a few involving our Boston Bruins who are expected to be pretty active this offseason as they try to optimize at least one more season of uh, the remaining core. That would include uh, Tugarask and... David Krejci, who will hopefully be resigned, as well as uh, Taylor Hall, who, you know, we hope there is kind of a uh, an agreement in place that will be announced following the expansion draft. Uh, I should add, you know, last week there was that report on TSN, Darren Drager saying Don Sweeney has initiated contract extension talks with Hall's agent, Darren Ferris. Uh, Hall wants to stay in Boston, but there are teams that will be interested if he is still a free agent on July 28th. So that is certainly something worth watching. Now, this morning on The Athletic, there was a post written by Jeremy Rutherford and Corey Pronman of the St. Louis branch in regards to Vladimir Tarasenko. I threw out a tweet on the Locked on Bruins account last week asking, yay or nay, would you want the Bruins to pursue Vladimir Tarasenko? It was kind of mixed. A lot of people thought, you know, there's some obviously world-class skill there. A lot of people were turned off by the fact that he's had three shoulder surgeries in recent years and wondering what the asking price would be. Well, Rutherford and Perronman uh, went through some different scenarios, different teams, and what they might be able to offer. So here's a look at their uh, potential offer 
for the Boston Bruins. First of all, they wrote Boston has $30 million in projected salary cap space in 2021-22, but the Bruins have some high-end unrestricted free agents they're trying to bring back. There's Hall, Krejci, Rask, and also don't forget they've been linked to the Eichel rumors in Buffalo. We'll come back to that here in a moment. Boston appears set at right wing with David Pasternak and Craig Smith, and the Bruins have a more pressing need on left defense. But if they can't get the top six talent thereafter, perhaps Tarasenko becomes an option. I would counter to that, you know, Craig Smith, obviously he looked good with Hall and Krejci on the second line. But, you know, adding Tarasenko would just further solidify the right side. I would say the Bruins are definitely deeper on the left side at the moment. And uh, if they could add a talent like Tarasenko on the right side, that would be a huge boon. But what would the package be? Well, they're uh, projecting Boston's 2021 first-round pick, as well as center Trent Frederick, who we all know is a St. Louis guy. Rutherford writes, The Blues would make this deal yesterday. The Bruins' first-round pick is number 20, and with the Blues already possessing the number 16 pick, uh, general manager Doug Armstrong would have two of the top 20 selections in the draft. I'm assuming the Blues would be retaining salary in this proposal, but even if they're off the hook for some of the $7.5 million, it would allow them to spend that money on another position. They'd be adding some sandpaper in the St. Saint Louisan? Is that how you say it? St. Louisan? Fred, in Frederick, and it worked out pretty well the last time a player put on the hometown uniform, that being Pat Maroon in 2019. Corey Promen writes, Boston doesn't have a lot of premium futures unless they part with Jackson Nico, which seems unlikely. So using its first-round pick this summer seems the most logical trade asset. Frederick is a competitive, smart forward with size who lacks standout speed or skill for the NHL level. Now, there's a couple things to note here. The Bruins have to make a decision on whether or not to protect Frederick. It seems like... Uh, Things are looking that way after they re-signed him to a two-year, $1.05 million uh, AAV contract. Uh, And the fact that they really featured that signing on their website. And then there's the fact that they've already traded their first-round pick in two of the last three years. One for Rick Nash and the other in the David Backus to Anaheim trade. So, yes, Tarasenko, obviously a tantalizing player. He's only 29. Um, They could use him for the next couple years, certainly. But do you want to give up a first-round pick? Do you want to give up on Trent Frederick? You know, like I've been saying a lot on the podcast, you have a glut on the left side at the moment. You have Marchand. You have, hopefully, Taylor Hall. There's Nick Ritchie. There's Jake DeBrusque. There's Trent Frederick. Um, so, you know, a lot of it depends on whether or not they re-sign Hall. A lot of it depends on whether or not they decide to trade Jake DeBrusque. But, uh, parting ways with Frederick would allow kind of those four guys to remain in the fold as well. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's something to consider for sure. Uh, whether or not Don Sweeney has an appetite to trade for a guy like Tarasenko, uh, that remains to be seen. But I don't think, I've seen a lot of uh, people saying, you know, it didn't work out with Andre Kasha, it didn't work out with Rick Nash, they're injury prone, uh, so therefore don't trade for Tarasenko because of his 
previous health history. Well, we all know Nash and Kasha had a head injury history, which is a lot different than shoulder injury. The shoulder surgically repaired. You cannot surgically repair a brain. So it's kind of apples and oranges that way. And I don't think it's fair to put Tarasenko in the same kind of, you know, health concern area as a guy like Andre Kasha, who we hope is doing well and can resume his career either in Boston or elsewhere. But, uh, yeah, I don't really think that's an argument to be made for or against trading for uh, Vladimir Tarasenko. Before we move on to some other trade possibilities, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar out there. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites because there are nine delicious flavors. There's coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also healthy too. They're about 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and about 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. They're all amazing flavors, all tasty, and all healthy. Right now, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. You will not regret it. All right, let's take a look at some more uh, trade possibilities. This next one comes from, again, The Athletic, uh, Jonathan Willis. Uh, This was posted on Saturday, and he looks at 10 hypothetical Oilers trades, one of them involving uh, Jake DeBrusque. The offer is Jake DeBrusque and Quinn Olsen for Edmonton's first-round pick in 2021, Jujar Kyra and Dmitry Samarukov. Edmonton's rationale, he writes, DeBrusque, who scored 27 goals as a 22-year-old, is frequently suggested as a logical left-wing target for the team. He's coming off two down years after that 27-goal campaign, but he's the kind of player who, with a change of scenery, could be a good enough fit to help now and be a long-term fit in a top-six role. His father, Louis DeBrusque, is a former Oiler and current Sportsnet commentator based in Edmonton. Boston's rationale with Brad Marchand and Nick Ritchie on the left wing and the possibility of signing Taylor Hall long-term, it's not at all clear where DeBrusque, who has slid down the lineup to the point of being a healthy scratch at times, fits. Here they clear cap space for Hall, get a nice collection of futures and a first-round pick and prospect upgrades, and add a useful depth piece penalty killer in the big bad Bruins mold. It's a comparable return to what Toronto got for Kasperi Kapanen last summer. Now, let me just say it would be very nice to get Edmonton's first round draft pick. They are slated to select right before Boston, actually, with the 19th pick. Our Bruins have the 20th pick, so uh, kind of reminiscent of 2015. They'd have two back-to-back picks. A lot of people uh, on Twitter commented that they don't want the Bruins to trade for a first round pick because Sweeney will just mess it up, but uh, that's kind of a ridiculous argument. You want to have as many um, first round picks as you can. Now, I am perhaps a little biased when it comes to uh, Semarukov. He 
played for the Guelph Storm uh, for many years and was part of their 2019 championship team along with uh, Nick Suzuki, uh, who I've talked about here on the podcast as well. Uh, this is what the Copper and Blue blog, that's Edmonton's SB Nation blog, wrote about him uh, back in December. He's a 21-year-old prospect who was selected 84th in the 2017 draft, played three seasons with the Storm, and last season made the jump to play 47 games for the Bakersfield Condors. He played for CKSK Moscow during the COVID shutdown, and previous to going pro, he had a U18 World Junior Bronze, a U20 World Junior Bronze, won the uh, OHL Championship with the Storm, several appearances in the 2019 Memorial Cup, where his physical play was quite impressive. Neither his AHL production nor his KHL production tell the whole story, and at six foot two and about 200 pounds, he makes an interesting addition to future Oilers defenders. He shoots left, and um, obviously that is an area of need for the Boston Bruins. So he's big, he's skilled, uh, he can add some offense. He does have some areas to improve, but he does have a lot of potential. Big shutdown guy with some offensive skill, and um, you know I think he could put it all together and be successful at the NHL level. When it comes to Kyra, he would be more of a you know third, probably more like a fourth rat or fourth line guy. He did chip in 11 goals in 69 games for the Oilers a few seasons ago. In 258 career games, he's got 24 goals, 39 assists uh, after being selected in the third round of the 2012 entry draft. So, you know, um, maybe you flip Frederick for Tarasenko, slide Kyra into the fourth line uh, spot, Lazar, Kyra, uh, Wagner, although we'll get to Wagner here in a second as well. Uh, but I think there could be something here. That would be maybe one of the better packages that the Bruins could uh, get in return for DeBrusque. A first-round pick for Jake DeBrusque at this point in his career would be great. And then you get those two guys on top of it. Of course, uh, Willis did mention uh, adding Quinn Olson, who was selected in the third round of the 2019 NHL draft. He had 11 points in 28 games as a uh, left-hand shot uh, winger for the University of Minnesota Duluth uh, this past season. So, yay or nay? DeBrusque to the Oilers, that's something to to consider as well. Now, this morning as well on The Athletic, uh, Fluto Shinzawa brought up the possibility of Boston making a pitch for Adam Pellick. He would address a desperate left-side need. He's a restricted free agent coming off a team-friendly contract, four years, $6.4 million. He's eligible for arbitration. Uh, that avenue favors point producers more than defensive defensemen. He's one year out from unrestricted free agency, where multiple bidders would be eager to grant him a long-term big-money payday, and the Islanders are snug against the cap. Because they're snug up to the cap, um, Shinzawa writes, General Manager Lou Lamorello will probably be unable to pay Pelic now on a long-term extension, Uh, what he could command on the open market in 2022. The GM may have to deal someone else to clear enough cap space for a full-value Pellick deal. A one-year extension uh, would walk him into free agency 
and to see him leave for nothing would be a Long Island calamity. Of course, the left side is an area of need for the Bruins. That was made known by Cam Neely and Don Sweeney in their postseason availabilities. Uh, you have Grizzlick right now, Zaboral Lozon, one could be selected by the Seattle Kraken. Uh, Mike Riley could be signed, but this would be a huge um, coup for the Bruins. Uh, Shinzawa writes, if Lamorello made Pelic available, Sweeney would have to part with more assets, then sign the defenseman to a big bucks extension. Shinzawa doesn't really project what the Bruins could offer, but he does write, the Bruins need an experienced goalie to partner with Swayman. They would like to resign Hall and Krejci. Their future, however, hinges most critically on an unbending left-shot defenseman. Pellick's availability may be minimal, but circumstances are in play that could initiate the unexpected. It's just kind of an example of how the Bruins could very much swing big here this offseason. And that brings us to Jack Eichel, who kind of tipped his hand in saying that he would love to play for his hometown team on an interview on Boston 25 News with Sarah Underwood. He mentioned every kid grows up dreaming of playing for their hometown team, whether that's now or later in my career. It's notable, of course, that he mentions now as uh, he's still technically under contract with the Sabres for the next five seasons at $10 million per year. Uh, it's no secret that he's going to be traded at some point soon, very likely. Again, the Bruins don't have much in the way of prospects to offer the Sabres. They do have a first-round pick. They do have, you know, Studnika, Frederick. Uh, they could put together a decent-looking package, uh, but whether or not it's enough for the Sabres very much remains uh, to be seen. I mentioned uh, Wagner earlier as well. His name has come up as uh, Dominic Tiano on Twitter has mentioned that the Bruins are shopping the uh, Walpole native. So we'll see if, uh, you know, if Frederick and Wagner are both sent out, uh, we could have a very different looking fourth line uh, next season. Now, I want to qualify all this by saying, uh, you know, much of this is likely not to happen. This is just a sampling of kind of the rumors and reports that are out there along the lines of Bruins trades. But it could be a very wild offseason around the NHL. And hopefully if teams are making some big swings, that Don Sweeney is in on the action because, of course, Patrice Bergeron's only under contract for one more season. Uh, Brad Marchand's not getting any younger. You want to maximize these guys, especially if uh, Krejci and Rask are back for at least one more season. 2021-22 uh, is a year for the Bruins to go all in. Um, and I think Sweeney should very much be in the middle of some of these uh, trade talks for big-name players. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Head over to Bet Online right now on your laptop or mobile device, and you can check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You can also sign up for an account today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and UFC and MMA. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams 
prep for their next games. Promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, can Giannis save the Bucks in the NBA Finals? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL and a somewhat surprising announcement from Ottawa this morning as former NBC analyst Pierre Maguire is joining the Senators as their senior vice president of player development. He worked as an assistant coach for the Senators in 95-96 and was a scout and an assistant coach for the Penguins uh, after serving as general manager for the Hartford Whalers from 92 to 94 He's been a broadcaster since 1997. Uh, Obviously, he's more familiar to fans for his often excitable in-game analysis for NBC Sports. Out of Vox! He has a deep knowledge of players that few can match, but he really hasn't had a front office job in the NHL for over 25 years. Bit of an interesting move for the Senators. Uh, we'll see what it means for them. Pierre Dorian, I think, only has one year left on his contract, so maybe McGuire's the GM in waiting. Uh, but yeah, very interesting uh, hire for the Maple Leafs, to say the least. Uh, the Lightning kind of trolling critics of their club for spending over the salary cap this season as Nikita Kucherov posted a photo on Instagram wearing an $18 million over-the-cap t-shirt while lounging on a boat with the uh, Cup and the Lombardi Trophy, which, of course, the Buccaneers won this past NFL season. The Lightning really embracing the kind of heel uh, look right now. And, uh, you know, it's kind of good for hockey. Hockey needs uh, healthy villains, not just uh, people making bad choices, uh, a.k.a. the Chicago Blackhawks, which that story continues. I'm not uh, ignoring it by any means. I think the NHL still needs to hold whoever was responsible in that situation uh, accountable, and hopefully we will hear more about that You know, as the week goes on. Expansion lists are due this week. The expansion and entry drafts are next week. Uh, and then free agency, plenty of opportunities to um, talk to the Sabres brass and get some answers from them. Uh, so... Yeah, that story should not at all be swept under the carpet. Something fun to end the podcast today. I cannot recommend the show Hacks on HBO Max enough. Uh, My wife and I have been watching that over the last week. And it is just uh, a brilliant show about a veteran stand-up comedian who is appointed a, uh, a writer who was kind of canceled on Twitter uh, to write for her as kind of her last, uh, not a last chance, but kind of a redemption project. And uh, yeah, it's very good. Looks at the stand-up scene, looks at show business, some personal ties in there. It's a very, a very good show, and I highly recommend you checking that out if you're for looking for something to watch now that hockey is over. Anyways, that's it for today's episode of Lockdown Boston Bruins. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back every day this week with all the latest. Uh, Hopefully there's some news, but if not, we'll continue to kind of look ahead to the draft, look ahead to expansion draft, and uh, keep you up to date on any 
Bruins reports and rumors that are swirling. Always be sure to check your sources, of course. And uh, yeah, hope you all have a great Monday. And we will be back tomorrow. Take care of yourselves, friends. Take care of each other. And thanks for listening to Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.